Welcome to the Nicodemus Podcast. Here we discuss the deeper things of God that your everyday Christian wonders about but may not have anyone who will discuss it with him. We will discuss what a relationship on a deeper personal level looks like while also maintaining the practicality of being an everyday Christian with an everyday life. Welcome back to the Nicodemus Podcast. Today I'll be hosting. Uh, I'm also here with Colton Edmondson and Aaron Paris. Um, we're going to try a new segment today. We're going to each get 30 seconds to try to guess one another's character. Um, so we're going to see how this goes and possibly do a draft after this. So I've got my character. So here's here's the rules. I'll put 30 seconds on a on a timer here, and uh, I'll let both y'all. We all want to do just one and one, or y'all want to try both? Both try to guess what y'all want to do. I think it both. All right, both. So make it me, easier for us. All right, alternate back and forth, or we're going to do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Try to alternate, or if the other one's taking too long, you only got 30 seconds. Time's gonna go quick. So oh, I got my person. Time starts now. John the Beloved. No. Was he a disciple? No. Was he Jesus? No. Was he a king? No. Was he a prophet? No. Was he an apostle? Yes. Sure guess. Apostle Paul? That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. With 10 seconds left to spare. <laughs> Not too shabby. I'll restart the timer here. Aaron, you got your guy? Let's do. You do Ed's okay, guy? All right. I'll let you start it and you can tell us when to go. Alright, go. Is he one of the twelve? No. Was he a king? No. Was he a prophet? No. Is it Jesus? No. Is it a woman? No. Um, Is he in the Old Testament? Yes. Is he in Genesis? Yes. Is it Adam? No. Is it Abraham? Yes. There's a lot of guesses on A lot of guesses there on yours. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to throw my phone over there, so you have to tell me whenever. <laughs> okay. You ready? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm starting a timer in three, two, one. Is it King David? No. Is it one of the 12? No. Is it Jesus? No. John the Baptist? No. Was he a prophet? Yes. Elijah? No. Elisha? No. Old Testament, of course. Yes. Is he in Kings? I think so, yeah. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> we got six seconds. Hang on. Um, not Elijah. Is it Moses? No, no, Moses wasn't a prophet. Sorry. That's Tom. Samuel. Ah, it was Samuel. Dang it. I thought about Samuel. I like Samuel. His words didn't fall to the ground. It was a good one. I think I'm the winner of that round. Yeah, I think you, you I think you won that one. That went a little bit quicker than I thought. Y'all, y'all want to do a draft? Yes. All right, Fine. so we'll do a coin toss. Remember the rules of a draft. Once something gets picked, uh, the other two people can't pick it. Um, Aaron, this was between you and Edmondson. I'll let you call heads or tails first, which one you want. I'm the head and not the tail. All right. I messed that coin toss up. I'm going to flip it again. It is tails. Gotcha. Right. I think that first one would have been mine, but okay. I'm going <laughs> to stick with tails. You're going to stick with tails yeah. between me and you. It is tails again. All right. As Aaron, you call it to see who goes second out of me or you. All right. I'm still the head. All right. <laughs> you got head, so it looks like Evanson gets first pick, then goes to Aaron, and then I'll wrap it up. I'm pretty sure you won the last time, too. Are we doing you? books? Yes. yes, we're doing books. I we're going to do books. I wasn't sure if you said that or not. I don't think I did. The books of the Bible. Books of the Bible. Okay. Ooh. So I get the first one. Round <laughs> one, pick one. Better make Round one, pick one. 
Give me the book of John, round one, pick one. It's a good one. Uh, I guess I'll go with the book of Proverbs. Oh, that's a good one. That's a solid one. Um, my first round pick, I think I'm going to pick Psalms. Okay. Uh, round two, pick one. Mm, give me Romans. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Galatians. Um, let's see. I'm going to take Ephesians. Okay. Round three, pick one. Give yep. me Acts. Not bad. Um, First Corinthians. I'm going to take Philippians. Round four, pick one. Give me First Peter. That's a good one. First John. That's a good one. Let's see. You hear the marbles rolling around in Colton's head? Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to make my picks count. Let's see. This is round four, right? Yeah, round four, pick three. Give me Genesis in the beginning. It's good. Round four, pick three. No, round five. Round five, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Let me think about what y'all taking. Oh, give me Hebrews. That's a, that's a great value. That's a great value. Bad. And I'm going with Jude. Solid, I guess. <laughs> I like Jude. I, I do too. Um, <laughs> give me. Gotta make this count. Give me First Kings. Okay, that's okay. solid. I think you that's, beat Aaron. I think that Hebrews coming to me in five won me that draft. <laughs> y'all, y'all let us know who won. Edmondson's obviously got to work on his humility, but y'all let us know who you think won that draft and tell us your your top five, what you think your top five is. But without without further delay, uh, today's topic is going to be on the shield. Um, this is a revelation that Aaron got, and uh, I'll, I'll let him kind of explain a little bit about how that how that revelation came about and how how he got that and uh so Aaron tell us about the shield well if if you uh just for reference scripture reference if you go to Ephesians chapter 6 starting in the 10th verse it says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of god that you might be able to stand able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spir- spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take, a, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and, the, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god and um you can go on and uh uh, above all take take this the shield of faith wherein you'll be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one that's the important thing we're looking at that shield of faith and um, 
the Lord was was uh, helping me with this, showing me something one day. We were all at a on a men's trip, and uh, we were, if I'm remembering correctly, we were in worship, and the Lord started showing me this, and he, he told me that the shield of faith was never intended to cover yourself. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I didn't, I didn't understand what he was saying at first. Um, but, but then if you, if you look at scripture, uh, you'll find, let me see, where's it at? Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, first Peter, uh, four verse eight. It says above all things have, uh, fervent charity among yourself for the charity shall cover the multitude of sin. Our love covers the multitude of sin. And then, um, then you have Galatians 5, 6. It says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, for faith which worketh by love. And all of a sudden, I start understanding that this shield of faith works by love and love is about sacrificing yourself for others Mm -hmm. and love covers the purpose of a shield is to cover and quench the fiery darts of the enemy but what it's all about is covering your brother um who's in need your your brother who is uh hurting your brother so it's all about covering covering your brother and then if you look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest you also be tempted. So you think you take all this together and understand that a, a temptation is an attack from the enemy. That's what a temptation is. A temptation, people that fail to a temptation are really beaten by an attack from the enemy. That's what it's all about. So... If you see your brethren being uh, tempted or attacked, and you can come in between the, them and cover them with the shield, then you then you're protecting them from them being hurt, so that later they can do the same thing for you. And as he's talking, as the Lord's talking to me about this, I remembered um, that movie Three Hundred uh, with the Spartans and. Um, they they made the the uh, Felix where they uh, stood together and in it they covered each other with their shield. So the shield wasn't made for them; it was made for their brother. So I thought that was really neat that that God evidently showed the Spartans that because that's what they were doing because it was a God thing that our shield of faith was made to cover our loved ones. And so if I'm truly loving you, then my faith can work. And the only way that it works is I, I am willing to uncover myself to cover you. Now, if the whole body were to do that, I'm worried more about protecting you. You're worried more about protecting the next guy and so forth and so on until we have all covered each other. We're, that's how we become one body fitly joined together. So the only way we can ever be fitly joined is by covering each other like that. And then it, I, I, I don't know, um, when you look at different types of armor that's been made throughout the years, they had um, what they called 
like dragon dragon skin. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was an armor that was made by overlaying metal, and and that's what you get when you lay those shields on top of each other like that. You you make this imp impenetrable uh, shield. It it becomes one big shield covering everybody uh, when you when you lay that out. So, um, you know, I, what's it been a year since we two years two years Almost. since then. And, uh, but I, but the Lord showed me that and I was completely blown away by the fact that, that the shield was never meant to, to protect me. Mm -hmm. it, and it really starts making sense. I've, uh, I've heard a lot of people say that the armor of God never talks about, uh, something to cover your back. And I heard another man say, no, God is my rear buck buckler, which is a shield from behind. But. If you really truly understand it, God works through his people. So the way he's my rear buckler is through his people. Mm -hmm. And when you start understanding that, what happens is we make a complete unit that protects each other and there's nothing left open. My back's covered because my brother has my back. Yeah, so so many times I feel like and I've done this, so I'm I'm not I'm not saying this to try to tear anybody else down. I'm talking to myself, but before that revelation I have been doing my best to try to find the grace with people because so many times I see a bro another brother down and instead of trying to cover them while they fight that battle, I'm over here being like, well, why are they doing that? Why are they acting this way? Why are they? And I'm sitting here judging, not helping them, not covering them. And then, you know, they're just getting beat up on even more because I'm refusing to do my job. But then you want to sometimes we might get mad about when we fall and everybody else is kicking us down while we're down but you not to sound too negative or whatever but you reap what you sow why why should i feel like somebody has more of an obligation to cover me than i do to cover somebody else god helped me to see that he designed us to be able to see the flaws of others better than we can see our own the scripture even says it you see the uh uh, speck in someone else's eye and not the beam in your own but he designed us to be able to do that so we could so we could cover the other person's weaknesses not bash them not put them down but we cover their weaknesses because that's a place that the enemy could come and attack i cover that for them if i've got my shield over it you're not going to get to them Right. Now I might have left myself open, and the only way you're gonna get to my brother is take me out. But I got another brother covering me, yeah. and and so we we take care of each other. Cover cover my weaknesses. I cover your weaknesses, and that's why love covers the multitude of sin. Yeah, and I, I think, like I said earlier, I, I just think people get so wrapped up in wanting to point out the flaws and other people trying to exalt yourself in that, but. The body, or uh, the Bible talks about us being a body. What if one day you woke up and your foot just decided it wanted to kick wanted yourself to, in the head? Yeah, <laughs> one, it, your foot wanted to be the hand. It wanted to start grabbing things, or or maybe your fingers were wanting to see and your eyes were wanting to. You know what I'm saying? Like your body functions the way that it functions because it's it works perfectly the way that it is. So if I'm if I'm not covering I'm not covering my foot. And my my big toe gets chopped off or is under attack my my whole body is going to be like your toe is hurting you know what i mean and i i know that's a silly example but i i think that it's time that we really start taking the commandment that god given us of no greater love has another than for him to lay down his life for for another 
we got to start taking these commandments seriously and start taking care of our bodies so that we can operate in one. We can, because in my opinion, the church has been more divided. And when I say the church, I'm not talking about my church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. All of Christianity has been more divided in the past 10 years than we've ever been. So if we can take this revelation of our, or our shield and really start to really understand it, then we can start coming into some unity and start seeing, start seeing some real change in the world. You know, if, <clears throat> sorry, if we were to ask, how do I cover my brother's weakness? <clears throat> the way I do it is pray. I start praying for them, cover them, cover them in prayer, take care of them, build them up even, go to them. If you see your brother overtaken in a fault, you were your spiritual, restore them in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. So you you build them up, bring them up, get them past that thing. And see what you're talking about, about being wrapped up in seeing other people's faults. The reason we do that is because if I can see somebody else is belittled, I can, I, it makes me feel bigger because I'm seeing their faults. Uh, but Second Corinthians 10 tells us that we're not to measure ourselves among ourselves because uh, in comparing ourselves among uh, among ourselves is not wise. That's Second Corinthians 10, 12, a little paraphrased there. But um, but it's not wise to compare ourselves amongst ourselves. And that's what we end up doing. I'm trying to say I'm better than so-and-so because I'm not doing what so-and-so is doing. Yeah, compare, comparing yourself to others is one of the biggest ways to recognize that you got some pride issues Mm -hmm. when you start comparing yourself to others or comparing others to you or whatever you you're dealing with some pride there and the way that you fight that pride is you start celebrating somebody else pride will cause you to be to fall humbling yourself will cause you to be exhorted both the scripture tells us both things like that and it actually tells us that God resists the proud. And, and see, we don't understand resistance because it's an old English word, but resisting means that he will bring a, uh, an all-out attack on those who are proud. I, I don't want him to bring an all-out attack on me. God attacking me, yeah, that's something big. But it, but it says he gives grace to the humble, and it says uh, that, that in due time, if you exalt your... If you, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God in due time, God will exalt you. Yeah. So humbleness gets you exalted. And so, um, so you got to remember all of that. But, but what we're talking about today is what that shield of faith is really made for. And what it's made for is to cover your brother. And if the whole body would do that, the enemy has no way in. I heard this... Um statement once that i thought was just so awesome and the statement was people are the best lawyers for their own failures and sins and the best judges for other people's Hmm. and i thought that was so profound because how much how many times like colton was just saying we we as the church read the bible and we read the gospels and we think, how could these Pharisee people be so awful? And then we turn around and do the same thing. But the church <laughs> has such a pharisaical spirit about it. Because the way the Bible says it is, say I, I find my brother in, in some sort of gross darkness. Let's say 
just because he's sitting here, Colton, I, I know Colton is doing something just awful. Most of the time, 99% of people would find whoever they're closest to and say, you, you know what Colton's, what Colton's doing? doing? You know what I caught Colton doing? Do you know what I saw on Facebook or, or what have you? But really, the way that we're supposed to do it is to either go to Colton, or you don't even have to go to Colton, but to lift him up, because the phalanx, the Greek phalanx, which is what the Spartans used, was you covered somebody while they fought, and then they covered you while you fought. Somebody was always fighting, and somebody was always covering. And, and... It was spears, not swords, so you could not get close enough, really, to ever even inflict heavy damage. Um, that's why it was it was so successful for such a long time. But my point is, in John eight, there's a woman caught in that in the act of adultery. She was guilty. She was an adulterer. The Pharisees, by the Mosaic Law, had every right to stone her. That's what the law said. And yet, Jesus comes, writes in the sand. Acts, the Bible says that he acts like he doesn't even hear them when they, they say, you know, this one was called an adultery. What say you? They were just waiting for Jesus to give them a reason and give them one. But the conviction they had when he said... Whoever's without sin, you throw the stone at her first. She was guilty. I want to point that out. She was she was sinning. She was. It says that she was caught in the act, which which, I mean, if you're an adult, you don't have to you know guess too much what that means. And Jesus gave her so much grace and love, and Aaron just read the scripture about love covers a multitude. Jesus was not saying it was okay because he tells her, go and sin no more. But he shows her compassion and grace and mercy that we don't show. We want, like Colton said, we want it. When we, when we fall on our face, we want it. And we will, we will even attack people from a hurt point of, mm. you know, we'll attack them because we've done something wrong and they've noticed it. And then we're, you know, well, they're judgmental. Well, you're judgmental too. You just are the one being judged this time. You know, and like Colton said, I'm not just trying to bash people. I've been there. I've been on both sides of it. But the thing is, we cannot continue. The scripture says that they'll know we're Christians by our love. Not by the scriptures we know. How good we are, how anointed we are by our love. And I know for a fact, every one of us here, every one of us that listens to this podcast, whoever this podcast ever reaches, has a chance consistently where somebody has messed up, somebody has fallen, and you can go and you can cover them. That opportunity will never fail to show up. We can either meet it or we can fall into what the easiest thing is, which we've all been guilty of, of... Well, can you believe that? And and again, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you say sin is okay. I'm not saying that if Brother Sidewalk comes to you and says he's cheating on your wife, that you say, "Well, the, I love you," 
and and just you know and let him walk. I'm I'm but I am saying that Brother Sidewalk says, hey, I, I've 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 messed up. That me I've I've started seeing this girl that I work with or something. That you don't have to go say it. You can lift him up in prayer, and and restore him like the scripture says. Mm-hmm. So my point is. We, the church, read the Bible, think about how terrible the the Pharisees are, and then we turn around and we are pharisaical people because it just makes us feel good. You know, it, like Aaron said, it, it builds you up because you're, you're thinking, well, I didn't do what Brother Sidewalk did. I All I do is lie. I don't it. cheat on my wife. I, all I do is lie to her. You know, it's, it's the same. You feel like exalted by tearing other people down, but you're not really getting any bigger when you but when you do that. Right. It's not how it works. Do you know the easiest way to defeat a phalanx formation? Get the phalanx on the uneven ground and the shields will not be able to protect each other. Why am I pointing that out? If you if we try to put ourselves on uneven ground, if you put yourself, if 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 any other army in the world at the time encountered the Spartan phalanx on a flat on a just a flat surface, they were almost unbeatable, which is why you hear so much about the Spartans. But if they could get them to where it's heels and and the phalanx cannot be straight across, they could get through it. They could expose openings. We cannot continue to put ourselves on uneven ground where I try to put myself over Colton because because somebody that I don't even I wasn't even there to see what Colton did, but somebody told me, oh well, I, I saw Colton doing this. I didn't even see it. I don't know that that's true, but but that's what we do. To, to me. You're just as bad as a person spreading that rumor when you choose to sit there and listen mm-hmm. to that instead of trying to cut it off then and there and show some That's grace. Good. Because the to me, when Jesus stepped out in the story that he was just talking about about the woman adulterer, I, I think that the grace and mercy that Jesus shown there was the only reason she was able to get a breakthrough and go and sin no more. There, there Your was grace and mercy that you show to somebody who is struggling or they're whatever they're fighting their battle. That is their breakthrough. That is their option to, that is their, their chance to get a breakthrough to be able to overcome so they can fight to overcome that. And you know, if you, if, 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 if I see somebody battling something like that and I help them through that, you know what? I have won a brother who would defend me now. Absolutely. They absolutely, it's not just they might defend me later, but it's the fact that they, they will always remember that, that he caught me in the middle of my worstest thing, and now here he is hurting. I'm coming to fight for him. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, a really cool story that uh, I've I heard that there was a local pastor, uh, pastor of another church here in town, and we had a... Um, ministerial association where the ministers were coming together and and he he preached this message and uh it was a really cool message and he was talking about hearing the cock crow you know um peter denied jesus and then he heard 
a cock crow. And he said, this man said, I was over in the, in the store the other day, and he said, on the next dial over, I heard some people talking about one of my members. They were really tearing them down and putting, you know, saying some negative stuff. And he said, I started once to correct them, and then I decided I don't want to get in the middle of that. And I walked away, and he said, as I walked away, I think I heard a cock crow. He said, and he wow. talked about all these different times that something happened and where he had the opportunity to stand mm -hmm. up for the the Christ in someone. That's powerful. And he chose not to, and he heard the cock crow. What about... And, and so think about that. Are you being like Peter here? Or are you being like Jesus was there? How How well are you using your shield of faith to cover other people? What about... Uh, this come to me when I was talking a minute ago, and um, in John twenty twenty three, when Jesus says, "If you forgive someone's sins, they are forgiven, and if you but if you retain them, they're retained." He tells them to receive the Holy Spirit, breathes on them, and says, "Receive you the Holy Ghost," and then says, "Very next thing he says, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven." If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. Now, I'm not trying to get us into like some real, real deep theology about whether we do it, but Jesus is telling them to do it. And I think that it ties into what we're talking about here. Because you can choose to keep somebody. How many people, I asked somebody this one time years ago, they were really upset about something that somebody had done. And, and to be honest, it was really not that big of a deal. They just were at that point of looking for a reason, but... Um, this was a long time ago, and they were talking about something that somebody had done, and I told, and they were just on and on about how they couldn't believe that that this person that was leadership had done this thing, and and then I told them I said, well, how would it change how you feel if you knew that they did it, and then they went home and felt awful about it, and then spent hours on their face repenting and asking forgiveness would that change how you feel and they were like no <laughs> it wouldn't change how i feel and i've been there too you know i can't i'm not just trying to bash this person i'm just saying we get that way we can choose to keep somebody in our mind in our mind and the way we view them now they can be right with god but in our mind, I can know that Brother Sidewalk cheated on his wife. I can come tell y'all two my best friends. And we can all agree and go for years keeping that person in our mind as being an adulterer. Whereas the way God sees it is, the way God sees it, he doesn't even see it because it says he cast your sins into the... As far as uh, the east is from the west. Yes. And into so the sea of into the sea of forgetfulness. That's what I was getting at. But my point is... I do not believe that when you stand before God, when that day comes, that he's going to bring up something that you've already asked forgiveness for. Because he, he, it says that he forgets about it. Mm -hmm. so, so we retain their sins by keeping them at the front of our mind. And every time somebody brings up Brother Sidewalk, and see, th that turns into unforgiveness, that's too. That's what I was it going absolutely to say. Is, and see, that, that's what I was about to say is somebody else's sin, you dwelling on that and maintaining that turns into unforgiveness for that's, you. And 
And if you have unforgiveness in your heart, there is no room for love. Listen, they, if, they, go ahead. if you have, I'm sorry, Aaron, the, I'll, I'll hush up to this. If you, the Bible says, if you do not forgive, you can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. All of us have been guilty of applying that to heaven over yonder. Yep. That's not heaven over yonder. That means if I know Colton's done something, I have not forgiven Colton, then when I do something, I go in my prayer closet and say, God, I need you to forgive me of this. It's not forgiven. Mm-hmm. God is still holding me there because he won't forgive me if I don't forgive them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always apply it to like heaven over yonder. So like, I don't know if y'all have ever done this, but some people might be thinking like, well, I'll just forgive them when my time's almost up or something crazy. No, you, you, you need to forgive them now. And because... that stands between you and your blessings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so what I was going to say, it ties in with that. Um, I've heard two different two different statements. Uh, one of them, um, Joyce, I heard jo- Joyce Myers say, she said that, um, that holding unforgiveness towards someone is like drinking a bottle of poison and hoping someone else gets sick. Mm, that's good. And... Then uh, Apostle says that when you have unforgiveness uh, towards someone, it's like willingly hopping into a jail cell, locking the jail cell. You're the only person who has a key, and that cell now is plummeting straight to hell, and you're the only one with the key to open up, open it up and get out. Mm-hmm. And because where would unforgiveness get you? Well, it makes you not forgiven of your sins, and not being forgiven of your sins in it, it ends you in eternity away from God. Yeah. Right. And so that that's like, oh my gosh, uh, it it's almost a unforgivable sin because you're, you're holding right. it. Yeah. What and, does the scripture say happened to the man in the parable that owed the man money, begged for mercy, got mercy, then went to the person who owed him money and beat him because he was put in the jail cell for. Uh, for uh, longer, I can't remember the whole thing. I don't. I don't I know. Can't, but, I'm genuinely asking. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> I just uh, will say I just. <laughs> I just remember the story because he he faces a harsh punishment yes, after that. Yeah. So so uh, it's kind of interesting because I I didn't know that the shield of faith was going to get us on unforgiveness, but uh, but I, I had um, Lord was talking to me about some issues I uh, have had, and and uh, he said to me. Um, that unforgiveness was holding back some of my blessings, mm. and um, and I said, God, I I keep trying to forgive, and and then they just keep doing this, and uh, he said, try being me, I forgave them in the act while they were beating me, mm. and man, that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> that was today, by the way, that he said mm. that to me. Wow, and uh, he said while they were in the act. Mm-hmm. And so so uh how do you how do you cover someone who's in the act? Mm-hmm. You got to forgive them in the while they're in the act and then you can forgive them. I you, mean then you can cover them. Yeah, you you honestly cannot cover them if you don't forgive them. Cuz mm-hmm. it's such it is such a cliche to say, "Oh, well, I'll be praying for them," but you still talk about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't do both. You can't. You cannot genuinely pray for somebody that you actively talk about. And when I mean talking, I mean gossiping. I'm not. I talk about Colt Emerson a lot, but not not in a negative negative way. Yeah. 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 So 
that that is your first step in being able to use your shield correctly is you got to forgive these people and understand at the end of the day like they it's it's okay to make a mistake it is okay it's not okay to stay in that mistake it is okay to make it show them grace that god has has so graciously given us yeah. every day man if if i was condemned from from mistakes that i said i'd never make again I I wouldn't. Me neither. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, God God knew. He's He knows everything. God God knew when I said oh, I'll never do this again that the next day I was going to end up doing it again. Mm-hmm. It it takes time and it's a maturity thing too, but you've got to start that process of forgiving this these people because I know what it's like to to meet your heroes quote unquote and they fail you. I mean it it happens, mm-hmm. but. We we still have to help them because when you don't cover your brother, you got to think of all the all. For me, this is what I think about when I'm if I'm going to cover my brother. There is a multitude of people that Colton Edmondson will see and meet in his lifetime that I will never see or meet, and he's meant to impact their life. Mm-hmm. But so with me, with me covering him when I, if I if I ever see him down or whatever, me covering him until he can overcome that. Then he's able to go and minister and go and see out these people that he's that gets accounted to me too. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's a good point. That that's how it's supposed to be. But if I'm leaving him down there, not only am I forsaking him, but I'm forsaking all of those people that only he would be able to reach. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So, so um, <clears throat> to, to to reiterate, if you're going to uh, truly use your shield you have to forgive and what forgiving really is is it is as if it never happened yeah true forgiveness yeah, is, as if, is as if it never happened mm-hmm. you know i it that means that uh i have to be as though you know when if if you haul off and slap me that Immediately, I have to be as though you never have ever raised a hand towards me, yeah. and and that's a that's a hard thing. It's a hard it's hard um, to treat someone as if they never done it. But uh, that's what that's what true forgiveness is. So when you're gonna cover them, you have to treat them as if they never done it, but that you saw a weak spot in them where there's a possibility for them to do it. And now you're covering them and praying for them that they're not that that that, that weak spot be strengthened and you're helping them in that. And and sometimes the way you help a brother who's overtaken in a fault is you come in and help teach them how to uh, surpass it or overcome it. So we have thrown out a lot of information here. Um, now we're getting we're getting clo- we are at the end of the time basically. So Edmondson, practicality, final thoughts um, for using your shield and all that good stuff. What are your practical um, applications and final thoughts? So the practical application of it would be: you have a chance to do this very often. Every one of us does. People are. The thing about people is they are going to disappoint you. Your friends, people that you love. And see, the thing is, is when they disappoint you, you can either, again, like we've been saying, you can let it, you can let it hinder you, or you can say, no, you know, they're my friend. Or, you know, no, I'm going to keep loving this person, or whoever it may be in your life. The point is, people are going to disappoint you. I heard this thing one time on a movie, I think, 
um, because I was a teenager when I heard it, but it has always stuck with me. And that was, they were talking about something and they said, do you know how to tell when you've really gotten over something? And, and the person was like, no. And they said, the way that you tell is when you have a chance to get, get back at them. You have a chance to kind of rub their face in it. You have a chance to somehow make them pay for what they did to you. And you pass that chance up. It's like the chance was never there. That's when you know that you've gotten past it. And, and I don't know why I just felt like throwing that out there about, about that, but uh practicality would just be you you uh, this is saying what Aaron said a minute ago about acting like it never happened is a place you have to get to you do not you do not wake up like that but you can position yourself to a point where you can get there quicker you can make up your mind that you are going to start taking the chances that you get to cover people and to forgive people and to, like Colton uh, had mentioned earlier, about cutting conversations off before they get going too far. Another practical thing that I would say is, is I'm not saying that you say sin is okay. I'm not saying that you don't, you know, call a spade a spade. The point is, how many people do you go tell about that spade? It does not need to be ever. It really probably shouldn't be anybody unless they just need to know. But... um yeah, I guess I don't know if that makes sense. That's my practical application. Take take the chances you're given. It it literally is a mindset. You it's just like anything else. You can choose to do it or you don't choose to do it. And all of us have been guilty of not doing it. Yeah. There's not a one person I know that could stand and be like, "Oh, I've always forgiven everybody." I haven't. Well, I think I think that um, I think that it, it's really. Um, it's a it, it, there's test involved. Mm-hmm. It's a test involved, and the things that I know about God is if I fail a test, I'm gonna have to take it again, yep. and then I'm gonna have to take it again, and that, until I pass, until I pass it, and I'm consistent. always consistently passing mm-hmm. it. And so I wonder sometimes if people failing me might would stop happening as frequently if I if I passed the test when it happened. Mm-hmm. That's a good thought. And I can tell you this, if I do it correctly, they might still fail me, but it won't hurt me as bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, my, that's tying into my pra- my practical application. It, like you said, people are going to fail you er- every day. You can't have a relationship without there being some kind of mm-hmm. conflict in the relationship. Something's going to happen, and you're going to see people's shortcomings all the time. People are gonna say or do something, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, you would, I, you would have thought that person wouldn't be that way." Mm-hmm. It's easier for us to overlook someone that we really, really care about uh, failures, mm-hmm. um, but someone who's wronged us a bunch, you know, we start not overlooking their failures because we are selfish. So the way w- what we have to do is start when we see someone overtaking in a fault. So you see. A loved one stumble and fall. Somebody that you thought they had no guile in their mouth stumped their toe and they said a few cuss words, and you're like, "Is that is that something that they should be doing?" And then you turn your whole back on them. Well, obviously there was something going on in their life other than them stumping their toe, their mm-hmm. toe. And so now you need to start praying about what's going on in their life 
supporting them, helping them, lifting them up, and then that won't be a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't. If you do, if you do your prayer part right, they won't fail on that anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you start saying, if they fail, that's my fault, and mm-hmm. then you start praying for them. That's my practical wow. application. Go ahead, Colt. So. My, I, I've been sitting here listening to y'all, and I, this came to me earlier when you had talked about what Jesus said, I forgave them in the act. I, I think the true test of time and to know when you're really using your shield right is when you can still use your shield to cover those that are sitting there stabbing you in the foot as you're using them to cover, as you're trying to cover them. They're they're actively trying to harm you. Now, I'm not saying to let yourself get walked over and walked on and stuff. I'm not saying that. But like we've been saying, love covers a multitude. That shield, using that to help them, you will gain. You will gain. Um, gain a brother. Gain everything. My practical application is, you know, uh, just keep in remembrance the times that this has happened to you, and don't add to the the already issue that we have as a Christian body. Be be the change you want to see in the Christian body when it comes to pointing out somebody's flaws and keeping them in that place. Be the change. Don't don't let your conversations keep on going until you've just ran this person up and down the street in the mud. You know, be the change. Stop it. This and that and that even goes to guarding your guarding your eyes, guarding your ears. using your shield is only going to increase your walk with God. It's only going to mature you because the sign of a mature person, they can cover other people. We talked about the the stages of sonship. Uh, A napios can't cover anybody. A potion can't cover anybody. A real sign of growth is being able to cover somebody. Um, But that's my practical application. Um, Uh, one thing that I also wanted to point, throw out here before we close is it is also important to get yourself in a circle of people who cover people. Yeah. Because if you're in a circle of people who gossip about people, it is just human nature. We've all found ourselves there to just jump in with them. It, it's just it's going to be way too easy. Um, so get the right circle. And I, I'll add one more thing too that. If you're going, if if you're going to make this work, where you cover someone when you see them overtaken in a fault, um, or like McCoy was saying, where you're co- trying to cover them with a shield and they're constantly stabbing you, you have to realize the only way that you can do that is to know who your enemy really is. We bat, we we battle not against flesh and blood. That's the that's the issue. So if I understand who my enemy is then I can readily cover the person and still attack the enemy. Yep. So uh, with that being said, I think that wraps up today's episode. Uh, don't forget that you can always um, go on Facebook and let us know how we're doing. If you like the podcast, if you don't like it, we also have uh, the email address, nicodemuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear some more questions. We got to answer some of our first questions um, in the last episode. So we love to hear feedback, love to hear questions. We'd love to see your your drafts of your your people, your um, your yeah your your picks of the the drafts that we've done. We'd love to see yours. We'd love for you to vote on ours and tell us who you thought who you thought won. Um, I, I dropped the ball at the beginning of this episode and forgot to um, 
And we forgot, I forgot to tell Aaron to pray for the episode, so uh, we're going to do a little bit different today. Aaron's going to wrap us up in prayer, and we appreciate you listening, and we hope this has been a, a help to you, and that we hope that you'll be able to go forth from here, hearing, hearing this word, and being able to cover to cover your body and to help your Metron. Um, but without me, keep on talking, Aaron. Go ahead and close us in prayer. Father God, thank you for your word today and your revelation and how how uh, easily uh, you helped us to deliver it. Lord, I ask that, that you make it bring forth fruit in the listener, that it change the listener, that it that it move them and it bring them into uh, a, a mature uh, a mature Christian by the anointing and the power of that revelation. I ask that it help them, Father, and that it break down strongholds. And I, I ask this in your lovely name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen.